1: Andy, I'm I'm depressed. What's the problem now? I'm just I'm so down. I don't know what to do. I I I I don't know where to start. Well, first of all, like I'm an adult, and well, I I ride so bikes. I ride but, bikes. With, what? Let's not overstate it. Okay. Well, my birth certificate says I'm an adult, <laughs> and and I've I've ride bikes with my kids. I've you know I've ridden the. Stupid pan challenge. I've done all this crap, and, and, and you've got to be going pretty fast or pretty reckless, I think. I mean, this whole Chris Sale, he hits something in the road, falls off his bike, and breaks his wrist. Now, I don't think he did it on purpose. I'm not an idiot, and I know he wants to compete, but it just seems insane to me what's going on, not only with the Red Sox, but with this guy. I don't even
2: know how to frame it. I don't even know where to begin when it comes to kind of the run of bad luck. Like you get a liner that comes back and it hits your finger in the box and you break it It's kind of like, okay, at least you were out there. This, like this comes out of nowhere and you're right. Like, uh, you know what? Our president falls off bikes, not, not the professional athlete, right. And then it turns into broken wrists and things like that. It's just, it re- I don't know whether he's snake bit. I don't know whether it's bad luck. I don't know whether he's a clumsy goof. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I, I seriously like if if he didn't have a hundred and fifty million dollar contract, even though fifty million of it is deferred. If you go and look at the details, then maybe it wouldn't stand out as bad. But this is seriously, Brian. This is really turning into like among the great sports injuries in history. Kevin Mitchell back in the day was a guy, like, he slept wrong and had a bad neck for, like, two weeks or something like that. Like, I think he hurt himself sneezing or something. But we're going down this road with Chris Sale where it does make you wonder what in the world is next. Like, is he, is this guy Wiley Coyote and life of the boulders just going to fall on him out of nowhere?
1: And then you know he's going to come back, pitch great, and then leave. Right? I mean, we'll get one good season out of him, and then he'll get a contract with somebody else. But oh, oh,
2: You know what, Brian? It's funny you say that, because we looked at the details yesterday. If Chris Sale finishes in the top 10 of the Cy Young voting and does not end the year on the disabled list or the injured list in 2024, this guy actually has a vesting option in his contract. So if, as you say, he has a great final year of his deal, we could get him for another year in 2025 if he just times it
1: up right. I did not know that. Well, that's good info. Uh, thanks, Andy, for that. Andy Gresh from WEI joining us. And then I, I know we talked about this before. I, I, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to Fenway, and, it, and the experience isn't very good anymore either. I mean, the lines are brutal. Obviously, we know it's expensive, and then it's just a bunch of tourists around. If you yell something on the field, even if it's positive, people look at you like you have three heads. I, You know, the experience of the Red Sox right now, and I love – baseball and I love the Red Sox but the whole package and my question to you is not you can react to that if you want but I also feel like after last night's game especially and where they are in the standings and how the Orioles are playing this season could continue to unravel from here
2: Oh there's no question they're done and and
1: and I really was slow to kind of come
2: around to that but when you tell the general manager after winning a series in Houston And you're kind of clapping back at the GM, invest in us, invest in us. We believe in ourselves. And then you go to almost worst in the American League, last place, Kansas City. And you go lose three out of four the way you do. You're done. And I know they lost a tough one last night against Atlanta. But it's just not coming together for this group. And quite honestly, Brian, I think from my end, it's, okay, why didn't you sell? Why were you asking for such a ridiculous premium? for guys like J.D. Martinez and Nathan Avaldi when it looks like those cats are going to walk out of here at the end of the year. And who even knows with Xander Bogarts? Like, honestly, Brian, it's now gotten to the point where if you're Xander Bogarts, you're looking around and going, do I really want to stay here now?
1: Right. You know, it's interesting. Lou Marloni had a really good hot take on Twitter saying, like, it's okay to go over the luxury tax if you're going to compete, but how do you justify paying the luxury tax when you're in last place? And I think it's a fair point to the J.D. Martinez and Nate Valdi, you know, point in trades. We're talking with Andy Gresh here on Brian & Company. Of course, Andy from Gresh and & Keith on WEEI, our sister station in Boston. Uh, let's go over to the Patriots because, you know, again, I'm a pretty mass consumer of content. and That includes a lot of sports content out of Boston. And it sounds like things with the Patriots are a mess, too. Wow.
2: Hey, let's slow the roll a little bit on that. Okay. It's like practice number nine. And a lot of the issues have really been concentrated, at least right now, on the offensive line. Like, you're not hearing about the wide receivers. I know Mac Jones is getting frustrated. But it's really whenever they come together on these 11-on-11 periods. And, and look, I only played at the collegiate level. But here's what I always remember during camp when it came to offensive lines. They threw everything at you so they could coach you, meaning that they want you to make the mistakes in practice. They want you to have the issues. Now, like Christian Barmore, if he beats somebody one-on-one, okay, that's going to happen. Those things happen in an 11-on-11 period. But I think right now, there's a lot of the, what's our best five offensive linemen? Are we mixing in a new blocking scheme and finding out that guys like Mike Onwenu can sort of fit that kind of run-blocking scheme that they might want to mix in or add. But, Brian, if if we're two weeks or if we're a week down the road and and the offensive line hasn't figured it out and it's a matter of scheme, then they'll just go back to what they did last year where they ran the ball just fine. And then you can tweak the passing game from there. So I think some of it is a little overblown. they got to get that offensive line right. And it just goes to show there are lots of people who will be like, I don't want to talk about offensive line Until you don't have a left tackle and your quarterback getting killed week one, then everybody wants to talk about the offensive line. So it's not sexy, but it's important, obviously.
1: Well, you know, first of all, you make a good point. I mean, the way media is now, especially with the Patriots, like who cares if somebody caught a twenty yard? post-pattern at practice on August 7th. Right. I mean, it, it means nothing and everyone's, we need content and we need stuff so we pay attention to it, so that point is well taken. The one thing I will say, though, is like you said, you know, you got to throw everything at them so you can coach them. I guess my concern is like, who's coaching them? And do the coaches who are coaching them know what they're doing?
2: Well, now you're now you're on it and and look, having that Patricia as the offensive coordinator with Bill Belichick as kind of a helicopter coach, like a helicopter parent, <laughs> that doesn't bother me at all. But maybe where the flaw is is that Matt Patricia is kind of calling plays and he's the offensive line coach. And maybe that's where there has been the mistake, at least in terms of building the staff, that if you're going to have Matty P do, uh, you know, perform in a new role, then you better make sure you have enough position coaches as well. And, and I think that's a, fair, that's a fair critique and criticism. Billy Yates, who played here a bunch of years ago and was a backup guard, he's kind of the assistant offensive line coach but that isn't a tenured guy who is able to work in concert with an offensive coordinator if they're trying to put in at least a little bit of different blocking schemes. So there's no doubt that that's fair, and there's only so much Bill Belichick can do. And if Bill Belichick does have to jump in offensively and do something, I'd rather see him call in the plays than Matt
1: Patricia, make
2: Matty P the full-time offensive line coach, let him be the consigliere to Belichick. Well, let Belichick call plays if need be.
1: You know, I don't want to be the guy, like, I'll end up eating crow or whatever. But, I mean, has is, is Belichick maybe lost a little on his fastball? Or is that a ridiculous of me to even ask?
2: Uh, it's, uh, I'll, I'll let it pass. I'll let it slide. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't lost it. However, among the things that have gotten in the way of Bill Belichick before, like when Willie McGinnis was here, he didn't want to pay the extra premium because Willie was a locker room leader. He didn't see value in that. I think he ended up learning that lesson. And then conversely, you know, sometimes Bill's ego gets in the way. I mean, what would be better to kind of show that you were able to move on from Tom Brady than to have two failed head coaches. One of them was a special teams coordinator. One of them was a defensive coordinator. And if you turn around and play good offense, then it kind of proves the point that you do know what you're doing and that it all wasn't about Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And I hope that not – Well, I hope that 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 isn't the real psychology behind it. I think some of the psychology behind it, quite honestly, Brian, is there's another organization paying these guys. So if I don't give them a title, I basically get a big discount from their prior employers, and then they can come here and coach for me. I think that's a part of it, but I hope Bill's ego just doesn't get too much in the
1: way. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's pretty fascinating still the the – Brady versus Belichick stuff is always – it's just fun to keep an eye on. Uh, Listen, Gresh, I know it was on short notice. I just – I needed – I don't know if I feel any better. I still feel depressed. So you won't get any money as a therapist. But as a sports guy, uh, I, I I give it all to you.
2: Well, you're the best friend. And, look, if you really want to find someone who needs therapy, find John Silva in the WTIC newsroom and talk to him about the Yankees right now.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, last night, I mean, it had to make you smile if you're a Sox fan a little bit to see that. Oh,
2: it was oh, it was great. And I was there when the, the year they traded Chapman and all that stuff. He was Devastation Incorporated. So, Johnson, you know, he'll be yeah. thrown around this year whenever he can. But yeah. right now, yeah, the uh, – so he's not sticking the, uh, he's not puffing the chest out at this. Point.
1: Well, I'll just say that John Silva, every time you're on, he tweets out like it. Finally, some someone decent on Brian and company. <laughs> so, he... oh, there you... yo, oh, it's
2: good to see that. It's good to see that nothing has changed there. Until Aaron Kupak rips you, you haven't been ripped.
1: Yeah. All right, Gresh. So see you later, bud. See <laughs> you guys. Have a good one. All uh, right, Andy Gresh from WEI. We
0: really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. <laughs>